0: We're live.
1: What's up? Hey, everybody.
0: What's new this week, Joseph?
1: Oh, boy. Do you want to (laughs) know?
0: No, but you're going to tell
1: me. Current events. I hurt my shoulder. Because he's a bitch. Uh Uh-huh. I quit smoking.
0: Yeah, we both started vaping again.
1: Yeah, I just cold turkey. Yeah, I think you're what, a week almost? Almost. Got one more day. And let me tell you, my sense of smell is back. And Birmingham stinks.
0: It's a disgusting city. It
1: is. It really is. The only thing I could smell before while I was smoking was like skunk weed, which is everywhere. Yo, yeah. There is some dirty ass weed down there. But now I'm smelling everything. You smell the crackheads. Uh Uh-huh. Especially the one that asked me for cigarettes all the time. Oh, he stank, don't he? You know what? I haven't seen him. Ooh. He might be in jail. Maybe. Or dead.
0: And uh, he made me notice you don't have cigarettes anymore because you're...
1: Well, there there is this other dude on my route. He's... Uh, that was loud. You're not going to be able to hear the fucking uh, thing you just said. <laughs> there is this other dude on my route. He's really cool. He's, like, from Africa. And uh, he runs up to me, and he'll, like, pat me on the arm.
0: Does he have, like, the accent? Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: he'll be, us uh, cigarette. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, I'd, I'd give him one. Let uh, me use my lighter. He's cool. He's fine. Yeah. He's not a crackhead. <laughs> Discrimination De- definition. He lives in a good neighborhood. Yeah. He's just. He's cool. He, he's he's kind of off, but he's all right. He's probably not allowed to smoke. No, nah, he walked up in the house smoking that shit. Oh, okay. Uh, but he's uh, like, fuck it. Like he'll just like walk around his neighborhood. It's yeah. Like, it's like a little circle. He'll walk around it. And he ran up to me at the stop sign. He's like, cigarette? I was like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I just quit smoking like two days ago. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he don't have you to depend on
1: now, man. Like, I have I've almost felt bad and almost bought a pack of cigarettes. But the the mentality of buying a cig- pack of cigarettes, like if I were to buy one, then I'd want to buy a pack for myself. Yeah. Keep it as an air quotations panic pack and then get into it. Yeah. I'm steering away from it. Completely, but yeah, it's been a week, and they say that the first week is the hardest, and the third day is the worst. You're still getting nicotine, so it's not as bad
0: as quitting cold turkey, because you are vaping. So
1: I don't smell.
0: And the the okay. thing is, we vape larger devices with sub ohm tanks. We didn't we didn't switch to you know vaping eighteen nick like they recommend when you smoke a pack or two a day.
1: Yeah, I cut the fuck down. We vape at
0: three. Is a lot less, but
1: like I thought I'd be more cranky than what I anticipated, but I'm good. But we vape a lot, yeah.
0: I think I, I bought this mod, and I've put like 2,000 hits on it in two days, like it's a lot of vaping. Mine, but that's because we vape such low nicotine accounts,
1: yeah. Mine's but a 622 six tw- six from.
0: I mean, they round rob They round up at a thousand. When it hits a thousand, it goes back down. So
1: mine's well under ten thousand. I know it. Yeah,
0: but we're what? getting sidetracked. Uh, let's do what we're supposed to do.
1: We're doing part two, right? Part two of the Black Dahlia Murder, aka Elizabeth Short, aka yeah,
0: yeah. This is uh, the second time we recorded it because the other one I had a lot of technical difficulties with the recording, and it was not salvageable. So,
1: speaking of technical difficulties, um, we were supposed to have a sample of a song from a friend of ours, Robert Huffman, yeah, and his band, The High Fidelics. He has a song called The Black Dahlia. Yeah. And we were going to sample it on the show, but we just, we can't get it right. Yeah. it. We didn't want it to sound like shit, and we didn't want to disgrace Robert's music like that. Yeah. But if you want to check him out, check him out on Spotify. It's The High Fidelics. Yeah, it's very like... It's instrumental lounge music. It's like the 70s personified. I mean, this dude slaps the fuck out of this guitar. He's too.
0: good. He's a good artist, but.
1: He's in the mob. <laughs> That's that rumor has been going around for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> and also he eats apples whole. The core and all. He eats the whole fucking thing. Oh my we were God. outside talking. He talk, is a sociopath. Me chris hey chris uh me chris robert and sam were outside all outside talking and robert's just eating an apple and then i'm talking to sam and i was like hang on sam robert did you just bite into the fucking core he's (laughs) like yeah (laughs) why what the fuck well this guy i met in germany he ate the apples whole and he said i mean it's not gonna hurt you seeds keep you regular I'm like <laughs>
0: you don't want to waste man
1: yeah alright
0: I, I mean alright let's let's enough bullshit let's talk about the Black Dahlia where we left off was right in the middle of the investigation right when she got the infamous name the Black Dahlia so I know you're gonna ask Joseph what is the meaning of life <laughs> So I'm supposed to say. Oh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. The Black Dahlia. Oh, why was it the Black Dahlia? <laughs> God, I hate you so much. All right. So back in the forties, and really forever, when it comes to these type of big murders or serial killers, the the newspapers love to give them interesting names. They wanted to click, they wanted to sell.
1: Uh unless our friend Dennis Rader that named yeah. himself that fucking prick.
0: He he also, you know, took the picture with the cereal box, eating the cereal.
1: No, he mailed in a yeah. cereal box to yeah. uh, the newspaper police station. He's like, I'm a cereal killer. Yeah, fuck him.
0: But the Black Dahlia, it came out because there were, there were a bunch of customers at this drugstore in Long Beach. And every time they saw Elizabeth Short, they would call her the Black Dahlia in reference to the murder mystery film, the blue Dahlia that came out just like nine months prior. And everyone remembered her because she had black hair. She always wore black and she had a really fair complexion. She was almost like a goth chick in the forties. Mm. That's how she dressed. That's how she looked. Very pale, black hair, black clothes. So they nicknamed her the black Dahlia. Metal. Metal. 100% dude, she would
1: 100% be that type of girl now. Well, back then, it wasn't called that. So Metal, It's That's So Do-Wop. Shut up. Oh my God. I can't do anything
0: with you. Before it was the Black Dahlia, it was called the Werewolf Murder, which in my opinion sounds a lot better. It's brutal. Oh, that
1: gnarly. That
0: is brutal as shit. But some reporter found out about the nickname Black Dahlia, so they all just started importing the name because it sold better but there were still some sources that referred to her killer as the werewolf which in my opinion that's gnarly as shit and sounds amazing
1: that that would have sounded so much better the werewolf murder instead of the black dahlia murder because the werewolf murder you'd get more people interested in it thinking you know back then people believed fucking anything yeah true like you remember the war of the worlds Mm-hmm. Yeah, they fucking believe that shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Werewolf murders. There's a werewolf in Hollywood. There might be. There's. There I is. Don't know. There is. He's in front of Madame Tussauds. Not Madame Tussauds. He's in front of the uh, the Chinese theater. He's one of the guys that you give money to take a. Anyways,
0: anyways. All right. That that's where the black the name the black Dahlia came from was they just they wanted a catchy name that was better than the werewolf murders and it actually personified her. Yeah, any, Let's get into the investigation.
1: Anytime you bring up the Black Dahlia murder, what do you think of? The, the band. band. <laughs> death Metal. <laughs> that That's why it was so hard to do research for this because yeah, I, get, death I metal got band. trapped listening to their I music. saw a
0: guy at the mall today, me and Amanda went to get food and this man was wearing a Black Dahlia murder hoodie. If only you knew, buddy. I, he, he was wearing, <laughs> bruh, it's 2019. The Black Dolly murder was popular in like, oh, nine.
1: Hey, good music never dies.
0: And that's true. I was so surprised. I saw this dude look like he was stuck in 2010 metal scene. It was just just the way he looked, man. But I was so surprised. I am telling you, I saw this man from across the food court. He's by Chick-fil-A. We were sitting by the pizza place. And I could tell it was a Black Dahlia murder hoodie just by the lettering, the font, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "That's way too long to be this band." That's the Black Dahlia murder. It was so weird. <laughs> Let's get into the investigation. All right, there's two main theories about Elizabeth Short's death, who her killer was. The first one was that it was completely random that she wasn't targeted because of who she was; that she just happened to be a victim. And the other was that the due to the mutilation presented onto her and how she was treated, she was tortured, she was tied up, that whoever was it it was that killed her had a personal vendetta against her that it was a very very personal murder maybe scorn X maybe that's what. John Douglas, he was an FBI criminal profiler. He believed that exact thing, that whoever the killer was had some emotional attachment to her. Because the horrific violence against her, her she was left displayed to the public in, I guess, a seductive manner. Is that how you'd put it? I would, yeah. Just yeah. to show the world what she had done wrong to him. Yeah, Sounds like an incel. Yeah, like, mm-hmm.
1: look at this, look at this whore. Yeah, that's, that's if, what this whore is good at. That That's,
0: if you look at the pictures, which are extremely graphic. Disclaimer. From the crime scene, they, they definitely look like it was this guy deliberately was like, hey, this girl is a slut. She wouldn't have sex with me, that type of thing.
1: Maybe he's sending a message. Maybe like I said, sorts. like look at this whore.
0: She she did this wrong to me, is is what the killer might have been thinking. But they they weren't they weren't satisfied with this criminal profiler's profile, I guess you'd say. So the Herald Express, the newspaper at the time, sought out Dr. Paul DeRiver. He was another uh psychologist. Is that what it is? Yeah, psychologist, yeah. not psychiatrist. Psychologists, psychiatrists are the ones that help you with your depression and shit.
1: Psychologists are the understanding. Yeah,
0: they don't write prescriptions, right? No. Psychiatrists are
1: write prescriptions.
0: Yeah. Okay. Psychologist, he wrote a series of articles uh, for The Herald Express, suggesting that the killer was a sadist and he just wanted to dominate her. He suggested that, and I quote: During the killing episode, he had an opportunity to pump up effect from two sources. From his own sense of power and in overcoming the resistance of another. He was the master and the victim was the slave. He also hinted that the killer was probably a necrophiliac. He said it must also be remembered that sadists of this type have a superabundance of curiosity and are liable to spend much time with their victims after the spark of life has flickered and died.
1: Yeah, like the super abundance of curiosity, like he's already killed her. Yeah, I wouldn't say that this guy was a necrophiliac, but you never know. He probably looked at the body and said, "I mean, it's here." Yeah, he he did clean the victim very very well.
0: Uh, there was there was no prints on her. There was no and you'll see that nothing a lot. in her hair, nothing on her body. He he made sure that it was completely clean. So if he did have sex with the body it was cleaned inside and out. So there was no semen left over.
1: Yeah. And speaking of psychology with the cleaning of the victim. Yeah. uh, A lot of uh, murderers or killers will do that because they will wash them while they're alive and they'll wash them while they're dead because they feel like they got to take care of them. Or to get rid of evidence.
0: I I don't see in this case as wanting to take care of them. That in my opinion, that's a different kind of killer.
1: See, if this would have happened in 2019, yeah, it would have been solved like that, because water does not wash off the oil from fingerprints. Yeah, but back then we didn't have that type of fingerprinting technology.
0: Yeah, they were on. It was just some pen ink and paper. What was it called? Sound photo. Yeah, the fax machines. Yeah, yes. was some horse shit. We'll it get was, to that. They say what the fax mean. They literally just. They don't have, like, the squid ink and shit they use now. Or whatever the fuck. The shit you see on CSI, they didn't have that back then. But all right. I, in my opinion, I don't agree with the necrophiliac thing.
1: Me either. I don't think so. Uh,
0: I think, with, with him saying the abundance of curiosity and spending time with the victim after they died, I think this, whoever this was, was more about the power of torture. And if you remember from when we talked about the coronary report he most of all the damage he did to elizabeth short was done after death was done post-mortem so i feel like it was it was more of he did this to send a message to the world that she wronged him and he wanted to make sure that she knew he was the dominant one
1: Yeah, like look what I did, look what I can do. Yeah. Like what I just wrote down on the board behind me. Control freak.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about some evidence. This is when the letters start
1: coming in. Your very cliche kidnapping movie, murder movie, evidence.
0: So January twenty third, nineteen forty seven, the
1: examiner. Really? Yeah. Not not the not the year, <laughs> she, she wasn't that old. Nineteen sixty one, but January twenty third. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the examiner, which is another newspaper at the time, they received a call from a man claiming to be the killer. He called and told the editor, which his name is J. H. Richardson, that he was upset with the way the story was being told in the papers. <laughs> Obviously they don't
1: know shit, so they're
0: gonna be telling it wrong. Okay,
1: so this dude was keeping track of the story in the newspapers and he was unhappy with the way that they were telling it. So he's like, nah, this what happened. It's an infamy murder. He wants to be He wants to be recognized, yeah. but he doesn't want to get caught.
0: Yeah. Bitch. You're, you're fucking you're <laughs> an
1: idiot. So he
0: offered to mail Elizabeth Short's belongings to the paper to prove that he's the one that killed her. Which still that doesn't prove it, but he sent in the package and he said they were the examiner received a package and a letter that was formulated for magazine clippings Yay. from an anonymous sender the following day. Shay. So this package included Elizabeth Short's birth certificate, her business card, photographs, and an address book with the name Mark Hansen on the cover. Business card? I think it was just random business cards.
1: Maybe it was like the way like we give resumes out today. Yeah, maybe. Because she was an aspiring actress.
0: It it doesn't say... I guess the business cards weren't important enough because it doesn't say who the business cards were for, what name
1: was on them. Maybe it was her name on them. I don't know. Maybe it was kind of like today's two forms of identification.
0: Maybe. But with this address book that had Mark Hanson's name on it, that made him a prime suspect in the murder because they had a past. Elizabeth lived with him before while she was couch surfing basically so I don't I in my I guess they were just grasping for straws for suspects that
1: they jumped to be like oh we saw his name absolutely they wanted to get it solved as fast as possible because nobody wants to look like an idiot especially in such a high profile murder and especially one of the biggest cities in America.
0: Yeah. But more evidence. After that was sent in, the same the same day that that package was received, the police found why do I say police so weird? <laughs> I don't know why I say police so weird. Woo woo. The police found Elizabeth Short's handbag and shoe in a trash can that same day that they received the package. The items were found about, it was a few miles away from the vacant lot where the body was dumped. And they were identified by red, which you remember from earlier because, and they, they no longer saw him as a suspect. They just need somebody to identify that they belong to her. And a lot of people think this was a major mistake on the killer's part. Which I don't agree with because with how careful he was, there's no way he did this on accident.
1: Well, killers always return to the scene of the crime. Not always, but majority of the time they do. With a killer like this, I would I
0: would agree with that because
1: cinema. they they like you said infamy killer. He came back to see the yellow tape, the crowds that are still around this this lot because he wants to see what he did
0: especially with how he was unhappy with how it was being handled yeah maybe he i maybe he likes the thrill of the chase yeah uh so he went back and dumped this stuff for them to find
1: i'm thinking that he wanted to get caught that's why he dumped it so close to the lot like he wanted a beat cop to walk up to him and be like hey what are you doing yeah is that evidence who's that to is that for the, the elizabeth short murder
0: yeah, it also could be that he could be one of those killers that like to help with the investigation. Yeah, You know what I mean? Just like... The uh, ones that hide in plain sight. He'll come out like a lot of uh, Angel of Deaths are. And um, there was a killer I was thinking of, but I, my brain cannot... Are you think of. thinking
1: of Henry Lee Lucas? Because he used to just like admit to crimes just to get out of fucking jail.
0: No, 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 no. There was somebody else I was thinking of. My My brain's...
1: Yeah, like Angel of Death killers, which you'll see... With doctors, EMTs, and nurses. Firefighters. Firefighters, those are the firebugs. They will uh, set fires. To put them out. Especially close to retirement because they feel like that they got to go out in a blaze, pun of intended, glory. of glory. Yeah. But angels of death, if you don't know what that is, an angel of death is a mindset with doctors, EMTs, and nurses that they will purposely almost kill a patient. Just to swing in and save the day. So they're, they get they're,
0: they're, they're your classic narcissist. Yeah. They they want to feel the power of saving someone and say that where they are, for example, isn't a high risk neighborhood. The hospital they're in isn't high risk. There's not enough people coming in that need saving. They have this such a narcissistic behavior that they will try they'll put someone on the brink of death so they can bring them back.
1: And be like, hey, look what I did. Yeah,
0: but sometimes they fuck up, and that's how they get caught.
1: Yeah, there's many, 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 many angels of death. We're
0: going to do an episode on angels of death one day. One day. Because they're they're some of the most interesting out there. Back to Elizabeth Short. (laughs) You're going off on tangents. But... They were trying to say that the location of these items that were found were a big mistake by the killer. I don't think so. That It does say they... It revealed that the killer was uh, within walking distance of where they found the bag and shoe and the vacant lot. So, almost like, you know, they could try and triangulate the area.
1: Like, throw out a grid. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's like... That was point A and point B. They got to find a point C and find someone in the triangle. But I don't think it was a mistake. I think uh, with how careful this person was with the body and dumping the body, there's no way it was a mistake. Seems like a very, very methodical killer. Very. But after that, they had more letters that kept pouring in. They were all done the same way. Newspaper clippings, stuff like that. And some of them fakes. Oh, a ton of them were fake. One of the letters did read, though, I will give up in a killing if I get 10 years. Don't try to find me. Okay. Well, Essentially um, saying if he only got put in jail for 10 years, he'll tell you he did it.
1: Well, he, he's he's contradicting himself. He's like, uh, "I I did it, but don't find me.
0: Yeah, don't try to look for me. But if you promise me I can get 10 years, I'll give it up. Like, how are we going to give you 10 years if you ain't come? Boys, shut
1: up. Give Sit us down. a hint. What's Sit f- your ass down What's somewhere. the first letter of your first name?
0: We'll figure it out. <laughs> Sit your ass down somewhere. But like, like Joseph said, a lot of the anonymous tips, a ton of them were fake. This happens with all these type of murder cases like the Zodiac. Right, because... The, the Zodiac was the same way. You know, there was tons of ciphers that were sent in that were fake. The newspaper clipping
1: articles. And I'm sure that like some of these ciphers that came in with the Zodiac, the ones that haven't been solved, they're just all mumbo jumbo.
0: Yeah, there was just, it's a lot of bullshit. But they still handed the letters off to the LAPD and the district attorney. But what was it? Oh yeah, the, uh, the letters, how were they cleaned off? Gasoline. Yeah, all the letters were rinsed with gasoline so that you couldn't it would burn off all the oils
1: from the letters. Which is really really neat that they would do that. Yeah, it's uh it, it gets rid of fingerprints on paper. But um we we'll play a Rubik's cube while we're trying to record. It helps me think. No it doesn't. Okay, I'll just pop myself with a fucking rubber band. <laughs> It's mine never stops. Anyways, rinsing it off with gasoline gets rid of fingerprints and all evidence. Now, we did say in the, uh, I'd say the first draft of this episode that, because you thought he like dapped it off with a, with a Yeah, I don't know how that works. It's paper. Yeah. No, it... Maybe he, he probably dipped it in gasoline. He didn't probably didn't pour it on there. He just like dipped it and then let it dry? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, that makes sense.
1: But if detective mind, um, taking some of the letters off, maybe that there were some fingerprints on the back of them. They were glued down, they were preserved. That's possible. That's very possible. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't
0: know. Someone this methodical, I feel like they would.
1: Are you listening, LAPD?
0: Maybe he has like an obsession. Did did he clean the body with gasoline?
1: That's that's what I was thinking. No one
0: said that if he did or didn't. They didn't say how the body was cleaned. They I don't said know, it was clean. Like it didn't say that. No, she, nowhere I looked did it. It always says the body was cleaned, but it never said that the body was cleaned with uh, gasoline or.
1: Yeah, all. it doesn't say in the because uh, maybe this man just has an obsession with gasoline. Maybe he's a firebug. Maybe. Maybe he's a firefighter. Hmm. She did like a man in uniform. <laughs> An- anyways, uh, like, true. You know, she wasn't scrubbed because the coroner's report would say abrasions.
0: Yeah, certain abrasions for from cleaning.
1: Because you know, a uh, a cadaver is easy to bruise.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially post mortem, but. Let's get into that. That's all the evidence that really they had. That's about it. It's not enough. All they had, they really, all they had was the letters that were sent in 95% of them being hoaxes. They had that package that was sent to them with the birth certificate and the address bookmark, Hans's name on it. They had the shoe and the handbag. Just one shoe? Yes, one shoe.
1: So he kept a trophy.
0: Yep, he kept a trophy. I mean, he could have kept half of her if he wanted to, but... (laughs) I'm sure this man would like to keep the bottom half.
1: Or top half. I don't know.
0: But that's really all the evidence. There was nothing. This man was very clean, very methodical. He knew what he was doing. Almost like he wasn't the first time. Hmm. So let's talk about some suspects. All right. Are you listening, LAPD? So, the LAPD was convinced that this man, whoever the murderer was, had medical training. Because of you know the the Chelsea grin he ha- she had, plus, her being sawed in half. It doesn't say what kind of tool they use. She that was used. They said it was precise,
1: so it couldn't have been like a hacksaw. It had to be a medically sharpened instrument for it to be cut like that. Yeah, unless he. But hell, even when they cut bones, they use like hacksaws. I mean, yeah, you gotta.
0: <laughs> I'm saying power tools.
1: I'm saying power tools, but with the way that it's rapidly moving, it's going to throw shit around. And is that going to pick up? I hope not. It's raining like a motherfucker. Okay, we're getting spooky. (laughs) Sound effects.
0: Anyway, the LAPD, uh, this is what the FBI said, because the FBI was doing some shit. They said, the manner in which Elizabeth Short's body was detected has indicated the possibility that the murderer was a person somewhat experienced in medical work. The LAPD has undertaken to develop suspects among the medical and dental schools in the area, as well as among other students who have anything to do with the human anatomy. So they, I guess, subpoenaed the University of Southern California, USC. No, they didn't even subpoena. They just asked and they were like, yeah, dude, go here, LAPD, here's a list of all our medical
1: students. Yeah, I mean, the LAPD asked uh, USC if they could get some medical students to like, I don't know, get help out. Because medical students always need training. Yeah, definitely. Always, because uh, just like the program I'm part of, Genesis, Yeah. it helps medical students.
0: In my opinion, this is the complete wrong direction to go. The man, in my opinion, the man you're looking for is someone that is professionally trained, not learning. Someone that has mastered what they their craft.
1: Like a doctor?
0: Yes, like a doctor, <laughs> Joseph. Doctor. But shut up. We're not there yet. The first suspect arrested was not one of these medical students. It was Mr. Robert Red Manley, which he's the one that dropped her off at the hotel when she was supposed to go meet her sister. He was one of the last people to see her alive, but he has an alibi for the 14th and 15th, and he passed two lie detector tests, so the LAPD let him go.
1: Did I mention this in the first part?
0: Yes, we talked about lie detector tests for like 10 minutes. They fucking make me mad. Yes, they're not, for one... Can't be used in court. For two, really easy to pass. And all you have to do is convince yourself that you're telling the truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, that's a torn page podcast rule number one.
0: Yes. And just don't lie detector tests don't fucking matter. All like the whole point of lie detector tests is just like a drug dog. You, you got to f- trick them. You, you cannot trick a drug dog. You can trick a carrier or an owner. The man holding the leash. But you cannot trick the dog. That dog's nose does not fucking lie. Same thing with lie detector tests. The machine doesn't lie. But it's up to the person reading the machine to know how it's done.
1: Okay, we are not telling you that if you're ever asked to take a polygraph to say no, because the cops can use that as an admission of guilt.
0: No. It makes them think they can. It is not an admission of guilt. It's a mission of you know your rights. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They but are-
0: they're going to try to push you and be like, oh, why don't you take a lie detector test? Oh, well, if you don't take it, then I guess you did it. What I say is, if you know you're innocent in whatever crime you did, take that lie detector test and just bullshit the whole time. If they ask you your favorite color, lie about that. I mean... they ask you your name, put an extra middle name in there.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying my middle name. (laughs) Even though I've said yours, I don't care.
0: All right, so the original suspects... The original investigator treated literally every single person that knew her as a suspect. Because it's such a crazy case. So by June 1947, which is what, six months after the murder? Yeah, she was murdered in January. Six months after, they had processed and had eliminated a list of 75 people. By December next year, so almost two years after the murder, they had considered 192 suspects in total.
1: That's a lot of manpower. Guess how many
0: people confessed to the murder? Six. 60. Oh. 60 people confessed to the murder, but only 22 people were considered viable suspects by the Los Angeles District Attorney. We're not going to talk about all 22 of these. Even though one of them is funny. Okay, I'm going to walk through them. Okay. Mark Hanson, which is still considered a viable suspect to this day. Carl Balsinger, doesn't matter. C. Welsh, don't matter. Sergeant Chuck, they don't know his real name. John D. Wade, Joe Scalis, James, James Nemo, Maurice Clement, a Chicago police officer. Okay. I'm telling you, these are the legit suspects from the history books. Salvador Torres Vera. Dr. George Hodell marvin margolis dr george Hodell is still a current suspect to this day glenn wolf michael anthony otero george bacos francis campbell (laughs) and this is in quotes says queer woman surgeon That's all it says i don't understand that whatsoever dr paul de gaston dr a.e bricks Dr. MM Schwartz, Dr. Arthur McGinnis Fault, and then Dr. Patrick S. O'Reilly, which is a current suspect to this day. Right now, I'm, I don't want to go to there's there's about 10 current suspects, okay? I don't want to go through all of them. I'm going to go through the top three when we get there. We're not we're, we're, whenever we end this out, we're going to talk about the last three suspects
1: and I'm gonna go detective mode.
0: yes. But first, we're gonna talk. I don't really want to dive deep into this because I have not played it. I have and L.A. Noire. Let me just break it down. Okay, it was published by Rockstar in 2011. It is a video game set in L.A. in 1947, and it explores the darker sides of Hollywood.
1: Yeah, you start out as a beat cop, then you go to traffic, then you go to other departments, homicide, homicide. You and go, then to- you
0: go up to vice. And then you get a demotion to yeah. arson.
1: Yeah, um, and that's where the game ends. It's yeah, like this- you
0: you play through these different divisions, investigating different areas of crime. So I mean, patrol then traffic. Then when you get to homicide, you start investigating these murders. And then vice, you keep you get even harder into them.
1: And one of the murders happens to be the Black Dahlia murder, the actual Elizabeth Short. Yes. And that's why I love this game so much, because I it's so... It, like, not in-depth, because it's a fucking video game. Don't they, like, expand into it to make it, like, a serial killer? Yeah, and you find out who the serial killer is and all that shit. Yeah. But, uh, fun fact, for uh, people that have played the game and know how it ends, the big guy at the end, you can actually... You can spoil the game. It isn't eight yeah. years old. In the beginning of the game, if you go to a certain area, you'll see a, see a billboard for a guy that's building houses for returning vets from the war. Okay. That's the guy. That's the guy yeah. at the end of the game.
0: That's the guy that killed the six women? No,
1: he's the arson guy. What, the? I think one okay, of the... Okay, so he's burning down houses to build houses. That's what he was doing. He was building these veteran homes, and then he was using cheap material to build them and then they would catch fire and he'd cash in on the insurance money got you yeah. okay 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 that those missions are fucking brutal
0: yeah you you do all the interrogations yourself uh, all that stuff no the, really...
1: the arson ones you walk into one and there's three charred bodies in the fucking living room you get too close to them they'll go Phew.
0: yeah it's rockstar they, they do that shit right All right, let's talk about some theories before we talk about suspects and get into our theories, okay? The first theory is of a possible serial killer, okay? So, a year before she was murdered, before Elizabeth Short was murdered, a six-year-old named Susan Degnan was kidnapped from her home in Chicago, January 1946. Then an anonymous tip came in a few days later, leading the police to find portions of her dismembered body in the sewers nearby. Okay. man named Hector Verberg, Verberg, who was a janitor in the building where they lived, was originally arrested for it. Chicago police claimed they solved the case, which cops do all the time. They jump to conclusions when they didn't do it.
1: He did it. We're done.
0: But he was released several days later, no charges, and awarded 20 grand. For false arrest and police brutality. Which 20, Two years. 20
1: grand? In what year? 1946. I'm about to
0: look it up real quick. $20,000 in 1946 would be about 257000
1: Yeah, and back then he could have got him a nice fucking crossler. Yeah,
0: he got 20 grand from the city of Chicago. Because they falsely
1: arrested him. And twenty grand in nineteen forty-seven, that would have got you a new car and a nice ass house.
0: Yeah, he he was said that's two hundred fifty grand today. That'd give me a nice car and a nice house today. Shit. Yeah, Ugh. I'd be fucking that shit up. What's up?
1: I'd still drive the same car. I you'd get a newer newer taco. No, I'd keep that one. I'd just do some modifications to it, and make it look better. Rally truck, rally truck. All right. So
0: he was arrested, released, and then this man named William Herons. Was arrested in the summer of 1946. She was killed in January. remember, he was arrested that summer for committing a burglary in the neighborhood. He was interrogated for the murder and then eventually confessed to killing her. During the invest, remember, during the interrogation, he confessed to killing a girl that had no relation to his original arrest. Remember that, and then. While he was, during his trial, he was linked to two additional murders from the year before and was convicted and sentenced to three consecutive life terms in Illinois Penitentiary. Okay. The theory is that Elizabeth Short's murder has ties to the 1946 murder and dissection of this little girl, six-year-old girl. At the time, the LAPD captain expressed that he believed they were connected This is a stretch, okay? Elizabeth Short's body was found on Norton Avenue, which is three squares west of Degnan Boulevard. Right? And Degnan was the young girl, six-year-old girl that got murdered, last name. Why did that matter? The girl was from Chicago. Maybe. Just because there's a street that had the same last name. Do you think the killer would think about that? Probably as symbology, it's three square meters away. Probably three blocks. I can understand if they dropped Elizabeth, he dropped Elizabeth Short on Dagnan Avenue. You know, that's symbology.
1: You said one of the suspects was a Chicago police officer.
0: I mean, that's one of the original suspects.
1: Ooh, spicy.
0: That moves into the next one. Okay. But. There apparently was similarities between uh, the written work from the uh, Degna girl. Apparently, there was like a uh, ransom before they found her body. There were letters that were the the same as the Black Dahlia case, which doesn't really prove nothing to me because newspaper clipping letters have been used for a long time. Long time. To stop against, you know, handwriting analysis, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, because like not like we have nowadays where you can send an encrypted text and then destroy all the evidence yeah, that but you sent it.
0: The only, really, the really, in my opinion, the only thing that links these two murders is that they were both dismembered, but in different ways and drained of their blood. See, the little girl, this is so weird to talk about, the six-year-old was quartered. Yeah, right. Which quartered is just, you chop the arms and legs off. That's basically what it is. And you leave the torso. Was her head? Yeah, head was attached. Uh, She she was basically quartered from what I remember. Uh, I had to do different research to look at it. But she was basically quartered. Elizabeth Short was just cut in half. And she was dumped publicly as the little girl was dumped in a sewer. Completely different MOs. Shit. Completely different MOs. But the theory, the true theory is this man, William Heron's that was serving the life sentence for her murder, they suspected that, you know, he killed Elizabeth Short also, which is impossible because he was serving the life sentence for a little girl when Elizabeth Short went missing and then turned up dead. He had already been doing life in Chicago or Illinois for this case. So the true theory is there was a serial killer that never got caught and he was coerced into a false confession because he was a scared young boy being interrogated by ruthless Chicago cops that are trying to solve a six-year-old's murder. That's the theory. see it a lot. Yes, because this man was arrested for burglary because he was probably a poor young guy, and he confessed to this little girl's murder because they probably lied to him, which cops are legally allowed to do, they do it all the time.
1: Just bullshit.
0: So, but they can do it just like we can lie to them. They can lie to us. It doesn't matter if they have a badge on or not. But he confessed to it. They're probably like, "Oh, we'll give you, you know, you confessed to, you know, you, yeah, we'll we give know, you food. We know and you
1: did it. We'll make know, sure you do. We take care of you. You know, if you say you did it, if you sign this piece of paper saying you did it, you know, we'll we'll make sure your family got some food in the kitchen. You know." Yeah. But so,
0: so when those other two were linked to him, it might have been the work of a different serial killer that never got caught, and maybe that man had left Chicago to avoid the heat and came down to California on the other side of the world, but he couldn't fight that itch. yeah hmm. no? maybe because you know, the other two bodies weren't dismembered. But you also know that there's evolution of killers. Yeah. They ramp up to it. You know, the, the first one might have, like, cuts and stuff on it, you know?
1: Like, the first one may have... My shit. And my... Shit, hang on, let me get back to... Let me get back to Yankee. Yankee, Yankee, Yankee. <laughs> Yankee. Cockies, cockies, cockies. Cockies. Paktakon Con Harvard Yard. Okay. The first one may have started out as a... Okay, for example, you got a killer. Usually the first kill's an accident. And they get a thrill. Yep. Like, ooh. They nut
0: when the person dies. <laughs> yeah, that...
1: We'll see. In further episodes, we will discuss that with some serial killers We're that can... We're gonna discuss nutting. Let's go. With serial killers that can't get off, like, with normal sexual... Yeah. ...experiences, yeah. but as soon as they fucking stab somebody in like the Like BTK. Fucking, yeah, BTK BT... If we
0: ever talk about BTK... I don't. One of the most disgusting scenes of imagery I've ever had in my life listening or watching anything about BTK when he killed the little girl.
1: Makes me want to throw up. That son of a bitch. Fuck BTK. What was I saying? Yeah, they always ramp up. Yes,
0: there's always a ramp up.
1: Because the first one... Starts with animals. The McDonald triad, usually.
0: It starts with animals, then it goes on to... You know, their their first kill will be an accident. And be like like a stab. Like that.
1: And then the next one will be a stab and throat cut.
0: And then the, then they'll evolve into the torture. They'll be like, okay, yeah, that got me hard, but it didn't make me nut.
1: But what if I tie them down and torture them? What will happen with that? It'll get me
0: hard and it'll make me nut.
1: And it'll clean itself up. Yeah. All right. I wish that was a thing.
0: But that, that, that theory does make a little sense to me. That the serial killer is still out there. That the guy was falsely imprisoned, which is happens a lot. I don't remember the statistics, but
1: there's a lot. Which you'll hear prison. Oh, my God, my accent. You, bro, you can't talk. Shut up. All right. Police cover up.
0: Is this other major theory? A lot of people believe in this. Okay. A ton of people. So, let's get through it. Okay. So, this lady named Agnes Underwood... She had been working at the Herald Express, that made the major newspaper at the time, for twelve years when the Black Dahlia murder happened. So, Ray Geis, he's an LAPD homicide detective lieutenant, prodded Agnes in the direction of the case, while the LAPD continued to search down leads. She covered the interview of the thirst, the thirst, the first suspect arrested in the murder. Read. And the story Red tells, it's titled, Red Tells Own Story of Romance with Dahlia, ran in the Herald Express. The morning following that interview, she was taken off the case. Agnes was. It took her two days, and she was reassigned. However, she was immediately pulled off the case again permanently, and was assigned to work at a city desk instead. After she had been the one of the first women to hold a city editorship at a major major metropolitan daily in the united states the theory is that she got too close to finding out the truth behind the murder that if the lapd had been trying to protect the killer they could have had her promoted to keep her away from closing the case the theory of the police cover-up was addressed in 49 when there was a, that grand grand jury conveyed there's a grand jury that conveyed to investigate the murder because they need fucking help, I guess. And they, part of their job was to evaluate the police cover-up. Kind of like a hidden agenda within the grand jury. And when they went through their evidence, they named a man named Leslie Dillon as a prime suspect. However, he was never indicted. They only had circumstantial evidence, so they couldn't bring him to trial. First reason, they couldn't bring him a trial, he was illegally detained. Second reason was there was a lack of concrete evidence. If a trial would have actually happened, he probably would have got convicted, even if he didn't do it. Probably, yeah. Because the public wanted something done so bad, but they believe their witnesses lacked credibility and they didn't want to convince the jury that he was innocent, so they moved on but this grand jury report said deplorable conditions indicating corrupt practices and misconduct by some members of the law enforcement agencies in this county, alarming increase in the number of unsolved murders, jurisdictional disputes and jealousies among law enforcement agencies. There was a ton of problems within the LAPD with jealousy and secrecy. These cops at the time, these cops were finding out evidence, but not telling other cops because they wanted to solve the case.
1: And yeah, everybody a, got a got yeah, They yeah, they yeah, wanted
0: yeah. they wanted the Black Dahlia murder to be
1: on, on their badge. Yeah, they wanted that fucking collar.
0: Yeah, they wanted that collar because you know what else? What else would happen? So they're thinking, and the way this this uh, theory looks to me is that it was either someone really close to the department or to the government, or there was like three people. There was probably somebody that knew it, but didn't have the authority to go for it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. There was, there was a ton of just jealousy and secrecy, which caused the whole LAPD to shake up their entire system. There was this, the police chief had to step down. They moved people, like, lieutenants out of lieutenant spots just because, you know, the whole, all of it got fucked up. So, that's the police cover-up. It didn't make a lot of sense. It didn't make a lot of sense when I was reading it. But, I don't know, I don't truly believe in it too much. But, we're going to talk about the final three suspects. You gotta remember, there was little, very little forensic evidence. Okay? We'll start with Leslie Dillon. So, Leslie Dillon was 27-year-olds. Year-olds.
1: Yeah, you see what I fucking do. with? I'm
0: rorted. Okay, 27 <laughs> years old. He was a bellhop, an aspiring writer, and he had previously been a mortician's assistant. Here's your knowledge. So, that's, that's the knowledge of hacking up bodies so in October 1948 Dylan wrote to LAPD psychiatrist DeRiver the guy from the Herald Express and told DeRiver that he heard about the case from a true detective magazine where DeRiver spoke on it he wanted to hear DeRiver's theories on the case he he had an interest in sadism and sexual psychopaths and wanted to write a book on those subjects which isn't very weird because we have the same you know interest I want to write a fucking book so Dylan never confessed to the murder he instead claimed Jeff Connors a friend of his was the killer that's what he said okay so DeRiver and Dylan had rode back and forth Uh, DeRiver was in Florida at the time or was he in Florida DeRiver was in Florida no vice versa Dylan, Leslie Dylan, was in Florida. DeRiver was in L.A. DeRiver stated, you know, he said that belie- he believed. I cannot fucking talk right now. He <laughs> yeah.
1: believed that Connors was not real. That's why we didn't need to do vocal exercises before we <laughs> Do it. Do it. Paktakon haviyad.
0: Paktakon Havidjad.
1: Paktakon haviyad. Paktakon Havidjad. There you go. You're good. All right.
0: All right. All right. But. Deriver just like me believes that Connors wasn't fucking real. It was that whole thing like asking for a friend,
1: like hey, I, you know, I'm just asking, you know, if someone were to confess to killing Black yeah. Dahlia, what would happen?
0: So he he Deriver the psychologist he believed Dylan did it, and he had developed Connor as a figment of his imagination to cope with the gruesome act, psychopath. So in December 1948. Dylan agreed to meet DeRiver river and he offered three potential potential locations, Phoenix, Arizona, LA, California, or Las Vegas, Nevada. Dylan expressed reservations about LA and chose to meet in uh, Las Vegas instead. So he didn't want to go to LA where the murder happened. So said meet me in LA or in Las Vegas. So DeRiver and an undercover LAPD officer, Sergeant John O'Mara met Dylan in LA and DeRiver interrogated Dylan, and Omar acted as his bodyguard. He wasn't going to come out as being a cop. He recorded his interviews with Dylan, and the following is a segment from his recordings. I can't play... I wonder if there's actual audio files. There probably is. But these are transcripts. So, he asked... This is DeRiver talking. said, What do you think the killer did with the hair he shaved off the private parts of the body of Elizabeth Short? Dylan said... I think the killer such as he was I think the killer such as he was would probably have thrown the hair into the toilet and flushed it. Deriver. What do you think a killer such as he would do with the piece of flesh with the tattoo on it after he cut it off her thigh? Dylan said, Well I think he would probably have thrown that down the toilet and flushed it. Then this part was from a different recording. Deriver, you are the one who murdered Elizabeth Short. Dylan, Doctor Deriver The trouble with this is that you first reach your own conclusions about this case, and then you try to dig up things to prove that your conclusions are correct. River said, what do you think I am, a child? What do you mean by talking to me that way? I'm a person who's been around.
1: Did Dylan have a very suspicious-looking mustache? He
0: had a pencil mustache. Yes, pencil stash.
1: Was it like sideways, and could you see the glue? No. Oh, okay. No, it was it a, wasn't him.
0: It was a pencil stash. Not guilty. So, the undercover cop also remembered Dylan talked about bleeding a body prior to embalming by making a incision on the upper thigh and inserting a tube to drain. So, he had the medical experience.
1: To sever the carotid artery.
0: Yes, and to drain the blood and to cut a body in half. But... Dylan had hoped to return to California with Deriver and Amara to show them his friend John Connors because they believed he was fucking wasn't real. When they arrived in San Francisco, they searched for Jeff Connors, but had difficulty locating him. The LAPD confronted Dylan, trapping him with the purpose of getting a confession out of him, which is a problem. But he eventually offered the police intimate details about the murder that the investigators had been struggling to explain. Dunn had been held against his will in a hotel near L.A. and had been denied his constitutional rights. An undercover officer handcuffed him and took him into custody at the Highland Park Station on January 10th, 1949. Illegal detainment, which is going to ruin your whole fucking case. If he did it, he got off because this dumbass undercover officer handcuffed him and took him into custody
1: yeah, without
0: charging him. Yeah. Or
1: probably didn't. We had Miranda rights back then. Yes, we had Miranda rights. We've Miranda. had Miranda
0: rights since 1776. I don't think that's right. They're constitutional rights. Uh-huh. I, I really don't know if that's true, but... <laughs> <laughs> but Detective Phinness Brown and Harry Hansen questioned Dylan the evening of January 10th. The following night, LAPD received a call from San Francisco saying they found Jeff Connors, but his real name was Artie Lane. Artie Lane had lived in L.A. at the time of Elizabeth Short's murder, and worked as a maintenance man at Columbia Studios. There there had been speculation that Artie Lane and Leslie Dillon could have been the same man, but they never confirmed the theory. It's possible. Was Columbia Studios, where Elizabeth did hang out a lot because she wanted to be an actress. But, But by the end of that year, they were no longer interested in Dillon... They concluded that he was most likely in San Francisco when the murder took place. However, they could not place him in there. In fact, the police could not account for his whereabouts between January 9th and January 15th, the days when she was missing. They couldn't account for his whereabouts. He had no alibi. But he later filed a $100,000 claim against the city of L.A. for how he was treating the case. And one. Nope, the lawsuit was dropped when the LAPD discovered that he was wanted by the Santa Monica police for robbing a hotel. <laughs> yeah,
1: sounds like a stand-up guy. So, so Leslie Dillon, very, very good suspect. Very. I mean, the whole time you were talking, I wrote.
0: Yeah, he's been doing some chicken scratch on the dry erase board, but yeah, he, uh, he definitely, he made up somebody that might have been a different person that also might have been him he had the knowledge to do it if he was in fact the same person as Artie Lane which was the same person as Jeff Connors he would have been in the area at the time at Columbia Studios where Elizabeth was oh I just got a light bulb but okay
1: Connors first name was what? Jeff fuck I thought it was John, and then I was about to make a Terminator joke, but go on.
0: Okay, so it says that he was a maintenance man. Okay, so there was speculation Artie Lane and Leslie Dillon were the same person. Artie Lane was the name he went by when he worked at Columbia Studios, because back then you could just say, hey, I'm this person, and it didn't fucking matter. They give you a job. Yeah, just like IDs back
1: then didn't have photos.
0: Yeah, okay, so Artie Lane was a maintenance man at a movie producer studio production site right yeah I, I saw that that's not where i'm going i'm going with more of the incel route oh my god listen listen this is ugly. fucking he's not very attractive he's a fucking nerd Yard.
1: my man's
0: got dumbo ears did you say pencil mustache
1: yes oh my god
0: no no okay this is what i'm going at elizabeth short's very attractive wants to be an actress and from what everyone said, she's extremely nice.
1: And she'd probably do whatever to achieve, achieve her dream. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not yeah, I'm
0: not going casting couch route. Oh, I'm talking about this guy was a maintenance man. Possibly saw her and had that infatuation. You know how, like, I can't remember the name for it the life of me. I've tried to look it up, can't think about it. There's a name for it where a woman, you have a popular person, a celebrity, for example. Which is now classified as having thirty thousand followers on a social media account. Oh Jesus! It's like, that's how it's classified now.
1: So we get thirty thousand followers. We're celebrities, technically.
0: Okay, come so on. There's this theory. There's this theory, right, that if a celebrity is nice to a fan, then that fan can do whatever they want with that celebrity. It's, God damn it! They get it. that <laughs> thought in their mind that say say you're a fan of Halle Berry. Mm. You meet Halle Berry one time. She's nice to you. She says hey to you. And takes a picture with you, you think in your fucked up psychopathic mind, she's in love with you. Yeah. And you're going to do whatever you can to be together.
1: Yeah, just like... Uh, and it's
0: that thing of, if I can't have you, no one will. And I think that is what went through his fucking mind.
1: Yeah, like the movie... Because uh, he
0: was a low maintenance man that's ugly, had dumbo ears and a pencil mustache. She was not going go fuck him. Uh, and she she's was- Elizabeth Short. She's super attractive. Uh, uh, And he decided if no one's going to have her, because I am so deeply infatuated with her. She's mine. Yeah, she's mine. And when he, she did not reciprocate those feelings, he lost his fucking shit. Because she had blunt force trauma to the head. She probably got hit with a pipe, knocked out, and then taken to a back room, tied up, tortured, mutilated. Split in half. And then displayed her as a stupid whore. That, and that's the type of language all these incels use.
1: Stupid whore, dirty slut.
0: Yes, like and displayed her as this, this whore because she wouldn't have sex with him. She wouldn't be with him because she didn't find him attractive.
1: Uh, I your- like
0: this guy as the killer so much more since that just
1: popped in my head. That was a that was very good, and I'm <laughs> that, su- I'm supposed to be the detective. That on That
0: ag- that that really did trigger a lot of things in my
1: brain. Uh, disclaimer: I am actually not a detective. I'm an amateur detective. <laughs> He's just a I guy am a, with a weird mind. I'm uh, I'm Veronica Mars. <laughs> I'm uh, Raven from That So Raven or Raven from Teen Titans.
0: That's a Raven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: God, you're a terrible person in real oh, life. Oh, my God. But here's the, uh, like... This is going to be a long episode, by the way. Deal that with that it. psyche you're talking about? A couple movies for reference. Yeah. You got one hour photo with Robin Williams that falls in love with a family. He gets... Not, uh, uh, what's the word? Not infatuated Obsessed. He gets obsessed, obsessed with them because their photos are coming through his department. He's seeing the happy family yeah. and all that. And the lady's nice to him. He's never had a family. So he becomes obsessed.
0: On the next episode, I will have the name of whatever disorder that is because I do not have time to look for it now. Uh, it's, the, a, it's a mental disorder.
1: The other one is a swim fan. Never seen it. I used to refer to one of my exes. I used to call her swim fan. I don't
0: watch a lot of movies. Uh,
1: swim fan is uh, it's about high school or college. Can't remember. This girl falls in love with this guy. But she can't have him because he's got a girlfriend and she becomes obsessed and blah, blah, blah. There is a theory around that movie, a celebrity death conspiracy. Ooh. Of the main actress. That she died during filming and she was replaced with a double. Okay. Bada boom, bada bing. Let's get back to Elizabeth Short.
0: Okay. Our second suspect. His name is Ed Burns. I don't okay. like them. All right, so if you remember, there was a ton of photographs that were found in that trunk of all her friends, uh, lovers, all that stuff, right? They were ident- They were able to identify the police. I said it right that time. Holy Wait, shit. did
1: we mention the trunk in the first part? Yeah,
0: in the first in the first episode. Okay. Yeah, these two parters are
1: <laughs> fucking terrible. I gotta start marking <laughs> shit off. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mentioned it, it was. It was a trunk. That they had found at a Greyhound station that had a bunch of pictures of her life, so they were able to illustrate her life in the newspaper, and, and the police th- were able to make a big web of shit of people she associated with.
1: Yeah, with the cork board and the string.
0: So there was a. They were able to identify pretty much everyone except for one man, and they labeled him as an unind- un- What the fucking deal? With? Unidentified man is what they labeled him as. Okay. There is a book. It is titled, The Black Dahlia Solution. It claims that the LAPD knew who killed Elizabeth Short, yet they could not hold the murderer. Okay, The writer of this book spent years deciphering the cryptic letters that were received by the newspapers, and he believes that he has solved the case. The writer accused a man named Ed Burns of being responsible for the murder, yet no other sources have ever brought up him as a suspect. He was never mentioned in any FBI reports or accessible LAPD files. The LAPD never released their files on Elizabeth Short, and yet they had the main jurisdiction. So, that's another reason, police cover it up thing. Okay. The entirety of the Black Dolly Solution website is dedicated to explaining what the author believes happened to Elizabeth Short and her killer. So, here's a summary. All right, so, back to the six-year-old, Susan Degnan. She was kidnapped, murdered in Chicago, January of 96. Her dismembered body parts were found in the sewer. William Herons was arrested for it after he provided potentially a false confession and then was linked to two more murders. He served three consecutive life terms, trying to get through this fastball, because I just talked about this 20 minutes ago. According to this author... Elizabeth Short became obsessed with the murder after it hit Life magazine. She was a true crime junkie, hmm. Possibly. She would tell people in bars that she was a reporter from Boston and would give the gruesome details of the murder again and again and again. It seems like she had a problem where, like, she would get obsessed with something and would never put it down. She went through, like, phases. So... While she was going through this obsessed phase, she was honestly still searching for a man to marry, because she was constantly searching for marriage. Right. So she met a man who the author claims to be Ed Burns, who had went to USC USC School of Medicine, okay, and he lived in the L.A. Harbor District. The two of them hit it off. He believes she was with his she was with his beautiful dream girl, and she. Enjoyed having someone to give her money and listen to her. So, so Oprah. He was ugly as shit, and he had <laughs> rabbit-like features. A man's look like a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, Elizabeth didn't like to show him off to her friends. She was a movie star. She couldn't be seen with no ugly ass man. Okay. So Elizabeth and this man had rendezvous twice in Hollywood in November of 1946, the year before her murder. Both times, they spent the night at a hotel downtown. Both morning afters, he would give Elizabeth food and rent money and then drive her back to Hollywood. So, Ed, Ed would always listen to whatever the fuck Elizabeth wanted want to talk about. For some reason, apparently she was obsessed with the Susan Degnan murder, which, I don't know where the guy got this from. I don't know where because it's nowhere in the rest of anything about, Elizabeth's murder. Nowhere in it. But, this guy came up, I don't know if he pulled it out of his ass, what, I don't know. But, long story short, he was her sugar daddy. At, so far in this part, yes, he was the sugar daddy, he was ugly, but he had money. So, and, he would listen to whatever she said, because she was very attractive, he was very ugly. Kind of like the last guy.
1: can't say say I relate to him because uh, I'm pretty and poor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say pretty,
1: but. Handsome.
0: But apparently Elizabeth began to drive him crazy with the stories about the murder. And she, Elizabeth might have coaxed him to drive her out to Lover's Lane, Limerick Park, before commenting on the irony of Dagnan Boulevard going Boulevard. Going right by it, Ed Burns could have been enraged with Elizabeth, feeling as if she loved and idolized William Herons more than himself. He could have tied up Elizabeth, killed her, mutilated her body in the same fashion as Susan Degnan to allow them to live out his twisted interpretation of her fantasy. They they believe, this author believes, that Ed Burns committed suicide In March 15th, 1947, exactly two months after Elizabeth's murder, he may have killed himself in order to join Elizabeth in death. Apparently, this is his suicide note. Okay. It says, to whom it may concern, I have waited for the police to capture me for the Black Dahlia killing, but have not. I am too much of a coward to turn myself in, so this is the best way out for me. I couldn't help believe, I couldn't help myself for that or this sorry, Mary and if you look at this suicide note, I don't know if this is fabricated or not. I don't know if this is true, but straight down the middle in a line says Ed Burns
1: made out with letters or written over
0: made out of letters if you go straight down. Center of the page, straight down, through the through the sentences, says Ed Burns. It says suicide note theoretically left. So I think this might be fabricated. But the author believes this note, along with other letters received in the case, all had hidden messages that need to be described deciphered. While this note was not signed, deciphering the letter does show the name Ed Burns, but it seems like a little bit of a stretch because he like skipped two sentences to make sure it said Ed Burns because it really, if you went straight down to say E D T B U O R N S, but it's a little bit of stretch.
1: Maybe, but it it is in a straight line.
0: Yeah. But apparently the LAB just LAPD discovered the body of Ed Burns after suicide. They were able to identify it and they had this message. So the next step was revisit the evidence in the black dollar case And if they looked back through the photographs, they would be able to connect the dead man that they just got to the unidentified man they had for the pictures. But the LAPD would not come out to the public and say they found the killer, but we can't lock him up because he's dead. Because the case was so infamous, it would give the PD a bad reputation because they couldn't catch him without him killing himself basically so this is where a lot of that cover up story comes in is with this guy this website author that's saying you know the LAPD are trying to cover it up so they don't look bad because they weren't able to catch him so instead they'd rather keep it a cold case for 70 years
1: I mean there's a lot
0: yeah but they don't know if that's his suicide note you know what I mean I don't remember the name Mary in this entire story, unless I'm just going dumb.
1: Wife, sister. Let me look
0: Literally, under Ed Burns is the only time Mary comes up. Nowhere else in the story. Who are you? So, I don't know who he was apologizing to when he said, sorry, Mary. I don't know. Mom, sister, wife,
1: girlfriend,
0: daughter. No one knows, truly. Truly, no one knows.
1: No one knows...
0: That's... It's a good theory. It is. It is a good theory. Uh, There was a lot of problems with the LAPD at the time. And they... I don't think they would be willing to come out and say that they couldn't solve the case because the man's dead. Which it would give family closure. I mean, they wouldn't be able to lock him up. You know, and get revenge, I guess you'd say. But... Alright. Now we can talk about your man.
1: I... Okay. This...
0: This... Okay, before we start this guy, mm. this is the last... Current suspect that is a true, I guess you'd say a true suspect. Okay. This is this is this is the man Joseph likes for it. I like Leslie Dillon for it because the incel theory,
1: you like George Hodell, right? The more shit you gave me on Leslie Dillon, the more I'm leaning towards him because I have more pros towards it for Leslie Dillon than I do Dr. Huddle. And I pulled that shit straight out my
0: ass. But I've seen that shit happen. I've seen it happen with celebrities. I'm very active on social media. And I see some of the shit some of these females got to deal with. is bad. Yeah, because you have... Our, our next shit show, we're talking... No. Maybe we'll do it in a shit show, but I want to talk about incels and how dangerous they are.
1: Because I can't remember who it was, but it was a celebrity not too long ago. They had to call the cops multiple times because one motherfucker kept breaking into her house. Yeah. and Rihanna?
0: I don't think it was Rihanna. There was a lot of celebrities not too long ago that had their houses broken into it and might, lived up on the Hollywood Hills.
1: Might have been and it might have been Jennifer Aniston too. But A inc- lot of them have to deal with that. Character. Incels are dangerous and you know it, it didn't start with incels but people will take those Hollywood tours. They will take those Hollywood tours and they will go through their trash.
0: We can talk about paparazzis, because I have a big problem with that shit, too. All right. Let's get into Dr. George Hodel. Is it Hodel? Hodel? Hodel. Hodel. All right. Let's start.
1: It could be something different, because the doctor I had today, his name written was Dr. Ho. Yeah. But he came in and said, hello, I'm Dr. Who. (laughs) And I was like, Dr. Who? (laughs) All right. You're
0: the new doctor? Dr. George. George Hodel. He first came under policy scrutiny in October 1949 when he was accused of doing
1: what? Molesting.
0: His 14-year-old daughter,
1: Tamar. And if... I mean, you can look at a picture of the dude and be like, yep, yep he did He's it. He's
0: got a big, thick mustache. Okay. Three witnesses witnesses testified at his trial that, that they had seen him having sex with his daughter. and Then he was later acquitted of the sexual assault charges because... He probably has power and this molestation case apparently led the LAPD to include him in the suspect list of the Black Dahlia murder, which also pushed them to put him under surveillance for about a month in 1950. Okay. And they installed two microphones in his home, which were monitored by 18 detectives round the clock, 24 four seven. They wanted to see if he would make any comments to insinuate he was involved. Most of the con- most of the transcripts dull at first. Him having sex, berating his secretary, and talking about money problems. However, February 19th, a day at the day after they were put the recording up, there is something horrific. In eight twenty five PM, it was just a woman screaming. But it should be noted the woman was not heard before the screen. I want to read
1: this quote because I have a good uh, idea of what his voice sounded like.
0: Later that same day, there was another recording of him talking to a confidant.
1: Realized there was nothing I could do. Put a pillow over head and cover with a blanket and get a taxi. Expired 1259. They thought that was something fishy. Anyway, now, they may have figured it out. Killed her. So,
0: the surveillance routinely continued, catching a highly incriminating statement.
1: Supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia. They couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. So, the
0: secretary they're referring to is Ruth Spaulding. She died from a drug overdose, apparently. But due to the comments that he uh, he just made in those recordings, he was investigated for the murder. He had been present when she died and had burnt some of her belongings before the police were called, causing the case to be dropped due to lack of evidence.
1: Hey, George, what you doing? Nothing. I'm not burning nothing.
0: But... They did uh, figure out what those documents were. Apparently, Ruth Spaulding had been planning to blackmail him. She was going to come forward about him intentionally misdiagnosing patients and billing them for laboratory tests, medical treatments, unnecessary prescriptions. So he was like, hey, you have cancer, but he didn't. you don't actually have cancer. They were just like, oh my God, I have cancer. And your brain is like, yeah, you have cancer, and now it's going to hurt. But you don't actually have cancer. You're just freaking the fuck out. So, you go to get 10 grand worth of laboratory tests and drugs and shit, and you never had cancer in the first place. So, when you go get the test, you'll be like, all oh, the drugs worked, but you never actually had it. Oh, what a great doctor. But this theory comes from his son, former LAPD homicide detective Steve Hodel. He believes that Elizabeth Short may have been one of these victimized patients. Apparently. Apparently. Lieutenant Frank Jemison, we talked about him before. He was from the District Attorney's Office. He wrote a report to the grand jury stating that Lillian Denorick, who lived with George Hodel, identified Elizabeth Short as one of his girlfriends. She also said that Hodel had spent a lot of time around the Bitmore Hotel where Elizabeth went missing from, right? Tamar. The girl, the the daughter that was molested, stated that her mother, Dorothy, told her that her father had been out partying, partying on that murder and stated they'll never be able to prove I did that murder, is what he said. Not sure if he's referring to, I guess referring to the Black Dahlia. Could be referring to Ruth as well, though. The LAPD retrieved a photograph of a nude Elizabeth and a nude model from Hodel's personal effects. The model was identified as Maddie, Com- Maddie Comfort, who said that she knew nothing about Hodel being associated with Elizabeth. Rudolph Walters, who had been a- acquainted with both of them, said that he had never seen the two of them together. Apparently, they had never been seen together. But but George Hodel ended up dying in 1999. But in 2003, George, Ho- George Hodel's son published the book, Black Dahlia Avenger, a genius for murder. Not just one. In my opinion, (laughs) shitty title.
1: Black Dahlia Avenger.
0: A genius. That's just too much. In that book, he claims his father committed the murder and other unsolved murders at the time. Steve Hodel says that he started his investigation to the father when he saw two photographs in his father's photo album that resembled Elizabeth. However... The family insists the photographs are not of her, which that doesn't look like her in my opinion, anyway. They they did show that one of the girls was not her, but the other one is unidentified. She has a too small of a forehead in that picture. Elizabeth Short got a big old forehead.
1: The nose is different. The girl in the the photo album, her nose is like closer to yeah. her face. And Elizabeth Shorts had more
0: but apparently, the head deputy DA, Stephen K proclaimed after reading this book and getting the information that the Black Delia case had finally been solved. Others note that Kay formed his conclusion by believing all of Steve's Hodel's statements as fact, but they're all hunches. They're not facts at all. But, let's see, Detective Brian Carr, who was the LAPD officer in charge of the case, during the time of Stephen Hodel's briefing, he could not believe Kay's response and say that if he ever took a case as weak as Steve Hodel's to a prosecutor, he'd be laughed at.
1: My theory about uh, Steve, Steve Hodel, That's his son. Yeah, my theory about him is my dad was a prom suspect in Black Dahlia Murder. Time to cash in.
0: Yeah, cash that shit, man. He was... It, his dad was... Connected at least to the murder, yeah.
1: prominent doctor, very, so. very.
0: Pro- he was very important at the time. I
1: mean, yes, it is incriminating.
0: Pro- he killed a secretary, hundred yeah. percent.
1: He, he murdered him. that bitch. Expired twelve fifty nine, and you can tell in that quote that I read off of how much of a the doctor mentality he's got. He could he could have just said killed her last night. Instead, he said expired twelve fifty nine. Like he's telling the person, like he's telling a nurse. Write this down. Expired 1259. Yeah. Uh, day, uh, time of death, 1259.
0: Yeah, like he literally said, cover up, get a taxi. He might have been saying taxi in reference to bus. You know what I mean? He may have been. A wham
1: Yeah, like a, a hearse maybe.
0: Yeah, or something like that. I know I've heard them referred to as taxis before.
1: he's always calling them meat wagons.
0: But with him saying, uh, now they may have figured it out, killed her. And he was saying that in the privacy of his own home to someone he trusted. So, And he was saying it kind of rushed. Yeah, he, he didn't say. He says, anyway, now they may have figured it out, killed her. Like he was trying to get it out, but he didn't want to say it.
1: Very vague.
0: And when he said, suppose I did kill the Black Dahlia, they couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. Maybe her secretaries, I'm telling y'all all this shit right now. Secretaries know a lot of shit. Don't fucking show it. Because I'm not going to say all of them, but especially back in this time, he was probably banging a secretary. And I mean, same way Marilyn Monroe got her information. I mean, just like. She knew government
1: secrets that could literally ruin the world. Okay, just like Nixon's secretary during Watergate. Yeah. She was told to. uh, uh, she was given the task of erasing tapes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so secretaries know a lot of shit. This, the, the, whoever Nixon's secretary was, if she's alive, don't know, probably not, but she had a lot of information on all yeah. tr- on all Tricky Dick. You got to think someone like Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. She knew a lot of shit. Marilyn Monroe
0: knew a lot of shit. It's It's just one of those things, man. But I don't. I don't like Door, Door, I don't like Hodel as the killer. Even though, how many did his son publish more than one book?
1: Yeah, I looked on, uh, my Kindle for um, the Black Dahlia Avenger, and there's up to three.
0: Oh yeah, he's just trying to cash out all that shit. I don't think he actually believes
1: it. I mean, he ain't cashing out much. The books are four dollars piece.
0: And I wonder, like, that's a niche genre. Not a lot of people are gonna buy that. I don't know. <laughs> In our in in your final conclusion, okay, let's let's hit your detective mind real quick.
1: Okay, I need to fill in some gaps real quick.
0: Okay, ask questions.
1: Leslie Dillon. yes, he was a bellhop. He was a bellhop. Yes,
0: where it dis- it was a uh, hotel in San Francisco, not the Belmont, not the Biltmore, okay. no, not the Biltmore. It was a uh, it was in uh, San Fran, where he got arrested for robbing place. Still shit.
1: Okay, you got Leslie Dillon, yes. a former mortician. He's an assistant to a mortician. Okay, so he has the knowledge. Uh, interesting. And after the murder,
0: he was in. He left to go to Florida. Oh, Man. he uh, He was not in LA whenever he spoke with uh De River. A couple of months after, or it was like a year after the murder, he was in Florida.
1: Yeah, like what you were saying, where DeRiver River was like, uh, get, I'll give you three places to meet. And he L- wouldn't go to LA and LA was like oh, no 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 he, he said he couldn't go to LA see that's a thing mate. but he
0: go to Las Vegas he could fly to LA he could fly to Vegas but he couldn't fly to LA it's an extra two hours
1: yeah just uh, like like I said earlier the killer always returns but with how much heat the shit was bringing yeah. Like everybody was scrambling to find who killed. And he, the short. he
0: was trying to include himself back into it without including himself back into yeah, it.
1: Yeah, maybe he was too afraid to go back to L.A. because maybe somebody saw him and was like, hey, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah maybe somebody would recognize him. Yeah. Okay, and we got an interest in sadism. Yes, he was very
0: interested in sadism and the psychopathy of killers. Okay. He was, so. he was, he was a,
1: I guess you'd say a true crime nerd like we are. And I've got an interest in this I've been the psyche of killers, but I'm not gonna fucking cut a bitch in half. But I don't think his
0: was that kind of interest. I think his was
1: I think it was a fetish.
0: Yeah, I think I think it was a little different. Okay,
1: and he worked at a studio. Okay. Okay,
0: this is the thing. He there's no proof that he is Jeff Connors. But it is it is highly speculated that he because, you know, in the very beginning, he said, my friend Jeff Connors did it. He believed that his friend Jeff Connors did it, right? Well, when the LAPD tried to find Jeff Connors, he was actually Archie Lane. Archie or R.D.? Archie. Oh, uh, I wrote down the wrong. Okay. They they could not find who Jeff Connors was. No, but they were able to find a man named Artie, A-R-T-I. They were able to find a man named Artie Lane that they think was the same person as Jeff Connors, which they think was the same person as Leslie Dillon. I think his psychopathic brain was trying to create someone
1: to blame. Yeah. Because he couldn't take the blame for it. Like, he wanted to confess to it, but he didn't want to use his name. that's why he came up with two pseudonames. So
0: he wasn't a fame killer. He didn't want to be infamous.
1: Maybe he did it out of... He did the moment. I think he liked the chase. I think he killed... No, Elizabeth. I think he's a
0: psychopath. Yeah. 100%. Maybe he did it...
1: Well, this ain't the lot for me.
0: No, I think he was obsessed with her.
1: Whatever happened to Leslie Dillon after Florida? I'm, sh- I'm sure he's dead.
0: Oh, I'm sure he's dead by now, yes. Um, They... After he was arrested, then let go, they just lost interest in him. Oh, so nobody knows. They try to say he he was... He was most likely in San Francisco when it took place, but they could not place him there. There was there was no way to account for his whereabouts for the days she was missing. No way to account for where he was.
1: Okay, this is what I'm thinking.
0: Uh, give me your thoughts. Get my thinking vape. You.
1: you remember when I tried to solve the Jack the Ripper case? No. Drove myself fucking crazy. will do it again one day. Well, no, because I don't want to have a, a wall of a map of Whitechapel again, <laughs> which would be fucking cool in here, but... Yeah. Yeah, and we could throw darts when where they found the...
0: <laughs> we can just have Whitechapel playing in the background the whole time and get copyright strike. 30
1: seconds at a time, we'll be fine.
0: Um, you can have 30
1: seconds total. Okay, well, whatever. One breakdown at a time. I mean, if you... Play all the breakdowns. It's just one super fucking breakdown. Awesome. All right. <laughs> okay. Your thoughts. Leslie it's here. It. Leslie Dillon, age twenty seven. Yes. Uh, Elizabeth Short. I already forgot how old she was when she died. She was in her twenties.
0: Um, around the same age. Yeah. Okay.
1: But this is okay. She she had a thing for older men. Yeah. And one of my one of my assumptions here. Is that Dr. she was uh twenty three. Okay. Doctor Hodel was yes. like her type of man. Yes, he had smart, rich, had a only mustache. He, the only thing he didn't have was he wasn't a serviceman. Yeah. But that was her niche. Maybe he was though. Maybe maybe he was a doctor in the army. He Possibly. he looked foreign to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hodul is a very is a foreign last name I think too,
1: but the name of his daughter kind of threw me off. Tomorrow,
0: yeah, that sounds more what Indian-ish? Indian, Indian Turk,
1: yeah, okay.
0: Indian Turkish, yeah, like Middle East. Do
1: you want me to try to solve it? You just want me to give you my theory of how Leslie Dillon did it?
0: Just just tell me tell me what's in your brain brain right now. All right for for anyone listening right now, we're done with the official story. If you have your own theories, hit us up. The the true. Part of this case. The truth is, no one truly knows what happens. It is unsolved. It's going to be a cold case forever, in my opinion. It'll never get solved. But you never know. There's no physical evidence to link somebody. There's nothing. There is no physical evidence, and that's the only way. The only way these killers get caught, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years later is physical evidence that's finally ran through gene- genealogy databases, which has solved a but lot of no, cases. There's zero physical evidence to connect them. Like the, the story we talked about the other day with the man that committed a murder back in 74 or no, in like the fifties, sixties, his semen was found and it was kept for this long. And that's why he was caught. But we're going to get Joseph's theory. You heard mine earlier. I think Leslie Dillon did it. We'll expand on that more as Joseph's talking. Theory time. Where yeah. this is what we think happened.
1: We should put a poll on Patreon to get people to, uh, or what's predict it. Yeah. Just start one of those and just like let them vote on who did it. Yeah. Anyways, this is what Leslie Dillon did. Okay, Leslie Dillon working at a movie studio. Elizabeth Short walks in. I'm gonna be an actress. It not. was Columbia Studios too, like infamous studio. Now Columbia TriStar. Now something else. I don't fucking know. Um, Still Columbia. Mister Dillon. Columbia's been around a long time. Long time. Uh, Mr. Dillon worked at Columbia Studios. Elizabeth Short wanted to be an actress. Elizabeth Short, I guess... He was a maintenance man. He was a maintenance man. Very
0: low-tier person. But he had
1: access to this entire studio. Yes, he
0: could go anywhere. Probably he, except for like the director's office where he was banging hose and banging blow. Or,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was opium morphine, but...
0: Blow was around in the 40s, I promise. So was Meth. <laughs> The meth had just introduced into the scene, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Word up. We just got it from the Nazis. So that's what happened to the Three Stooges. That's why they're so wacky. Ther- theory. Give theory. It. Let's get to it. Leslie Dillon worked at the movie studio. Elizabeth Short walks in trying to become an actress. Uh, I don't think she actually walked in, though, because you can't walk into a movie studio. I don't know. In 19- when you look like she does, you probably can. Yeah, she probably just walked in and be like, I'm here to be in a movie. Yeah. Uh, okay, he sees her, falls in love. Immediate attraction. Medium. And what probably happened, this is the,
0: what I was talking about earlier, is they made eye contact. She's nice, so she smiles. He immediately thinks she's in love with him. She
1: smiles, head nods. Yeah. Boom. She's just like, hi. Boner. That's it. He's got yes. a boner. And that boner never goes away. Five minutes. Leslie Dillon sees Elizabeth Short and immediately falls in love with her because she's nice, smiles at him, gives him a little head nod, a little wave with her gloved hand in 1947. He works at this movie studio, probably says a few words to her.
0: Yeah, he, he probably tried to talk to her, maybe.
1: Hey, how you doing? I'm Leslie. And I'm Elizabeth. Yeah, I work here. Oh, I'm trying to be an actress. Probably never specifies what he does at the movie studio. Possible. He follows her somewhere, I guess. Maybe. Maybe to the bit more where she disappeared from.
0: I think this is slow build up over like a long time. You know, it, it's like she, she starts off being really nice you know she's trying to be nice to everyone there. Every, everything is an opportunity, correct?
1: Correct. Especially in an industry that's so competitive. Top of my head, they become friends, and that's the person she calls from the Biltmore. No, that's not
0: what I'm thinking. Shit, yeah. I no. Okay, this is this is what I'm thinking. Right? They do they do their acquaintances. She's nice to him. He's nice to her. But. With the same way it happens in a lot of social media with these attractive Instagram models, whatever, someone talks to them. They're nice. They're like, yeah, we'll take a picture, whatever, you know, stuff like that. But the guy just keeps getting pushier and pushier, talking about how much of a nice guy he is, all that kind of shit. And then it gets creepy. It starts getting really creepy. So she tries to back off, but he won't let her. He keeps pushing it, and then it gets to the point where she has to say, hey, leave me the fuck alone, and he snaps, because he's a psychopath. I think the murder was an accident, but once he got that feeling, he couldn't stop. He had to make it more.
1: Okay, you saw where I wrote down movie producer angle. That's what I'm thinking. He... Tells her, you're trying to be in movies? I'm a movie producer. Yeah, I work here at Columbia Studios. a
0: 1940s casting couch?
1: Yeah, pretty much, but without the couch. Anyways, see Marilyn Monroe on it. Um, see Marilyn Monroe on anything. <laughs> JFK, I'm talking to you, buddy.
0: <laughs> That's the sound that, never mind.
1: That's the sound his head made. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> okay like slapping a cup of jello
0: he he called her at the theater or at the hotel
1: yeah uh i'm thinking like you said build up as a friendship and he's like i'm a movie producer let me get to know you i can get you into some movies he's just looking for time to spend with her yeah um i'm gonna get you in the movies uh i can make you a star but he probably played the but you gotta fuck me angle yeah And she probably said no. That probably enraged him. Because if you
0: remember from us talking, she did date a lot, but she was not easy. That's why she left Camp Cook. Because all those military men just wanted to fuck, and he wouldn't do it. She she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. She wanted to leave. She couldn't.
1: She wanted to be a housewife.
0: Yeah, she wanted stability. She wanted someone that had money, someone that could take care of
1: her. She didn't want to go back to Massachusetts.
0: She was tired of surfing couches. She was trying to find a man with stability, not just someone to fuck.
1: Yeah, he gets mad.
0: Because she doesn't reciprocate the feelings that he thinks she has. Blunt force trauma was probably from him getting mad. He probably got mad. He's a psychopath. 100% I believe this man's a psychopath. He gets mad, loses his temper, hits her, knocks her out. Oh shit, I fucked up. He fucked up. He's like, oh god, I did that, but I have a boner now. Because he's a psychopath and a sadist. So... He knocks her the fuck out because he loses his, his temper and he gets a boner. And he's like, holy shit, this is what I've always wanted. This is better than her fucking me. And
1: then the tied down, the torture, that happens. Yeah. He, he because really, he's like, you're going you're to see what I can fucking do. Yeah.
0: He, he inflicts pain to her and he says, oh God, that felt amazing. That, that really gets me going. What if I do that more? What if I, make her, if I cause her pain? It gives me joy. Yes, it, whatever, it, that's a, that's what a sadist is.
1: Yeah, I'm control of you. Whatever yeah.
0: causes someone else's pain gives me pleasure. And that's exactly what he ends up being.
1: I don't think my showboat angle, except for this body.
0: No, 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 no. That, that has nothing to do with being a showboat. It's all about control. 100% control. Control is all that matters with this guy.
1: Okay, we're going to fast forward. The draining of the body. Okay. Okay, he is a former mortician's assistant or he was one. Yes. Uh he knows how to drain That's the what body. former means. <laughs> uh, maybe he used the mortician office where he used to work. I think he did it in like an abandoned. There's a lot of abandoned
0: buildings at the time.
1: Cuz you remember in the first draft of this episode I went off thinking it had to be a doctor or somebody that had experience in taxidermy that knew how to drain a body, but this makes more sense. Mortician,
0: yes. Someone that because drains he, and
1: stuffs bodies. He knew where to nick. Yeah. He knew how to drain. Uh, if it was just someone out of the fucking blue that murdered Elizabeth Short, let me pull it back up here, because they would have to get rid of a lot of blood, because Elizabeth Short weighed 114 pounds. You're not supposed to display a woman's weight, but whatever. She it, can't get mad. there's angry spirits Uh, an average adult body with the weight of 150 to 180 pounds will contain approximately 4.7 to 5.5 liters or 1.2 or 1.5 gallons of blood that's a lot of fucking blood yeah now if it's someone inexperienced what the fuck are they going to do with that blood that is true now we're going to get to the slicing in half like I said In the earlier draft of this, the possible reason for that was the trunks of cars were fucking small back then. They could fit a tire and that's it. Yeah. He's trying to... He he killed her. He gave her the Glasgow smile. He's Trying to get rid of her. What
0: if the smile... Because I don't remember the the reason that um, gangs used to do it in Chelsea. But what if the smile was more of a, like... Calling card? No, I, more of, it's like saying you smiled at me. You know what I mean? You're going like, to smile forever. You, you, you used to smile when I talked to you.
1: But now you're screaming in agony, so I'm going to make you smile.
0: Yeah. she. He that was dark. What, what if he was like, I want you to smile, and she wouldn't do it? Do you know what I mean? Something like that.
1: Smile. Smile for me.
0: Yeah, smile for the camera, bitch. You're going to smile. Smile for the camera. No, but... No, we're good. We ain't killing nobody. Yeah, yeah. something um, Continue, continue, continue.
1: Body in half. I, to, I do I it. do
0: agree with you for the 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 separating of the body was for transportation purposes, I think. Not for sure. But with how clean it is. The displaying the body, I understand for show, but I think slicing her in half didn't have anything to do with that.
1: He had access.
0: To the tools that he
1: needed. Yes. slice this woman in half.
0: Yeah. I do. I'm just curious of where he did it. Because, I mean, he wouldn't have access to the same studio unless he had something set up at the Columbia Studios. He was a maintenance man with access to every nook and cranny of that place. People that places people never would go. And we never know if they searched Columbia.
1: They, they didn't.
0: We will never know because LAPD will not release any of their information. Oh. No, because it's the same thing with like the police cover up thing. It doesn't matter the display of the body. Yes.
1: Okay. I don't know where Dylan lived. Did he pick it at random? Did he just say, "Ooh, empty lot"? Because, like we discussed in the first episode, uh, old home girl that found her. Yeah. Um, people dump trash there all the time. She thought it was a mannequin. And thought it was more trash. Yeah. Um, the display. It's not just a dropping a body and running. He displayed her.
0: Yeah, they. It wasn't just sling her out of the trunk. She wouldn't be. She would have been displayed, almost put back together. Yeah, like he tried, but he was like, "Fuck, can't do it." She was. She was almost put back together in the trap in, in the grass the way she was put down. So it wasn't a quick sling it out there. He knew no one was going to be
1: out there. Like what you were getting at with uh, was nice to him, but wouldn't give him what he wanted necrophilia angle maybe
0: he probably did he probably, probably did probably with, did while she was alive with this no 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 I don't think he would do that I think
1: he wanted I mean in- right
0: I, I could see but I think with something like well yeah rape definitely fits his MO 100% like
1: he wanted to be in control so much rape
0: definitely fits his MO
1: which is highly sadistic yes yes
0: yes uh, Rape is completely about power. It has nothing to do with sexual gratification. Rape has nothing to do with having sex with someone. It's about showing power over someone. I so. keep
1: looking at Dr. Hodel and I'm not even fucking interested anymore.
0: Yeah, Dr. Hodel doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, fuck him. Um, I, 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 like Dylan displayed her like, I'm going to show the world what kind of whore you are.
0: It's exactly what it is. Because... We keep reiterating that, but that's truly... That's truly what I think is the truth about what happened.
1: You were good at laying on your back with your legs open in life. Now you are in death.
0: Yeah. She, he had this image that since... He he probably saw her. You know, he, he was in the background of this, this studio, right? If, if she was hanging... It was her favorite place to hang out. And I'm sure... She was real nice to record or the movie producers and the executives and stuff like that. Probably super nice to them. Right. But didn't display the same level of affection to him because she knew he couldn't do that shit. He couldn't do what she wanted. She, he couldn't get her into a movie, but maybe if she blew a producer, she gets a starring role. Maybe he walked in on her blowing somebody, just like with the Weinstein, dude. Yeah, that's that's exactly because that dude, the the Harvey Weinstein shit's been going on for a hundred years since movies were a thing.
1: Maybe with my movie producer angle, that's the shit he tried, and she said no. Then he started with the murder. Started with the murder. Started
0: with the murder. No, I I definitely in my opinion of not knowing shit about investigation, but liking to rack, I like to rack my brain around the unsolved. I truly do. I see Leslie Dillon as a psychopath and a sadist. I I think he didn't know he was a sadist or a psychopath until, until it happened. Yeah. I think that he probably had weird feelings about himself that he didn't know what they were. But when he finally did snap and
1: he realized how good it felt to harm her, it clicked. And that's another thing with the harming of her, with the bathing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, when you accidentally step on your dog's foot and you're like,
0: oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe the bathing was from him being a mortician. they clean bodies. Right. They clean the bodies before they put them in the casket, and make and, them
1: look good. And you said she disappeared and was found, and the time span between that was S- six or seven days. Okay, the ninth to the fifteenth. Remember, Something remember, like that. You remember what I said with the he wanted to keep her around, but she started to smell weird. Yeah, probably where the bathing came in, or the I'm so sorry. I I think I let don't me, think it's me, the sorry. I don't think it's the apologizing. Let me let me clean you up. Let me make you beautiful again.
0: I don't think it's it's. I think it's more of. He killed her and realized and his his old instincts of being a mortician kicked in. And he was like, hey, I know what to do. Let me transport this body. Ah, oh, fuck, it won't fit. Yeah, he didn't have a hearse. But Leslie Dillon definitely did it, in my opinion.
1: Okay. <laughs> if, if
0: I had to choose someone from the evidence and facts that I have, I'm not going off speculation of facts. These are things that are true. He, he did work at the studios. Uh, He did know her, potentially. No one has proof of them knowing each other. He was a mortician's assistant. He never confessed to it, none of that. But he was very, very interested in talking about the murder with someone that was directly involved, but did not work with the police. Because in the public eye, River, the psychologist, never worked with the police. He was hired by the newspaper. He was never hired by the police. Getting to the pseudo names.
1: Yes, he covered his name up three times. Okay, say, do you remember when you were younger and you did something, you did something bad? Yeah. And you're like, like you took somebody's bike and you fucked the tire up. I never did that, but go ahead. It's an example. Okay. And you went to your... (laughs) Don't put that juju on me. And nobody was around when you did it, so you just ditched the bike. Went home to your mom and you're kind of nervous about it, you're gonna get caught, someone saw you. Like, what if uh like you you looked at your mom, you're like, Hey, what if you know, my friend Jeff. Jeff fucked up. And if there's a Jeff listening, what's up? Um
0: one of my best friends when I was like seven was named Jeff.
1: My first friend in school was named Jeff. (laughs) Jeff the last names? William. <laughs> Sunberg. <laughs> <laughs> that was in there. Okay. It's a hyphen. Uh, <laughs> you ask your mom, what if Jeff did this? Yeah. What do you think would happen? And my mom would probably say, bro, get his ass beat.
0: Yeah. And then you shit yourself.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. you're scared. So his, his
0: true name was Leslie Dillon. But when he first approaches the case, he says, my friend Jeff killed the Black Dahlia. But then they can never find Jeff, but Jeff.
1: My friend Jeff killed the Black Dahlia. What would happen to him? I'm just curious.
0: Yeah. And then they can never find who Jeff Connors is, but they find someone that uses that alias, Artie Lang, but they can never figure out who Artie Lang is, which is just another
1: pseudonym of Leslie Dillon. Lang an actor today? I don't think so. I swear there's an Artie Lang on like mad TV. If my computer would work,
0: that'd be awesome.
1: Because you know I'm old enough to remember mad TV. There
0: is an Artie Lang that is a stand up comedian. Oh. <laughs> he was born <laughs> in 67. Completely different. He did it though. Yes, mad TV sketch comedy. <laughs> God I'm and old. And on the Howard Stern show.
1: Okay, we're we're going into Maximum Overtime. But
0: we gotta wrap this up, so but this is look, final thoughts.
1: In conclusion.
0: Wrap the wrap wrap up detective mind because we're almost at two hours.
1: Holy shit. <laughs> this is our <laughs> longest episode yet before edit. Um my detective mind, in conclusion, your honor. Leslie Dillon is guilty. Okay. He has too many factors firing against him. Okay. Around the same time, he's got the experience being a mortician. He met her at the studio. He fell in love with her. She didn't give him what he wanted. Displayed her as the horror that he thought she was. Ran. He got scared and ran. He dumped all this fucking evidence into trash cans, into the lot, to get rid of it. Because he didn't need anymore. He got scared. I don't know where the other shoe is. He kept it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Maybe it's in his attic, but torn page podcast rule number two: If you have a family member that passes away that maybe have has mentioned a murder in their lifetime, <laughs> after they pass away, search their shit. Yeah, because a case was almost solved by that, but it was all hocus pocus. But a mortician, the knowledge. The equipment. B, worked at the studio where Elizabeth Short was hanging out. C, sadist. He's, he he's had a very deep interest in sadism and psychopathy. Exhibit D, the note Amanda left. <laughs> <laughs> it says, you suck. Never confessed. He ran. He created two pseudonames just to see what would happen to his friend, air quotations, yeah. if he was caught. In my amateur detective slash professional podcaster mind amateur podcaster slash amateur amateur porn star (laughs) Leslie
0: Dillon is guilty Uh, I truly uh, I think with all the evidence we have and the facts presented to us that he definitely is the one who did it
1: you'd be a terrible prosecutor by the way yeah (laughs) (laughs) I I no like I'm not a good liar yep I could not be a lawyer at
0: all yeah, that's
1: the black Dahlia.
0: I changed Joseph's mind in this episode.
1: You did. You convinced me that there is
0: going into this. He was very convinced in Doctor Hodel.
1: He just looks like a shady motherfucker. <laughs> Look at the mustache. He, he's a. He looks like a
0: shady Middle Eastern doctor.
1: If you yes. had a mustache like that in the forties, you did it because you are what was his name? Dirk Dastardly from oh, Wacky yeah. Racers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was his dog The dog was the best character in the show Yeah That's Leslie Dillon
0: Killed Elizabeth Short
1: Listening Leslie Dillon I'm cutting a wrestling promo right now
0: 47 1947 to 2019 How many years is
1: that? Too many But while you're looking at that I'm going to cut a wrestling promo real quick If If anybody doesn't know I used to be a professional wrestler Before I got injured Leslie Dillon?
0: He'd be 97 years old.
1: Leslie Dillon, if you're you're out there, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for the title. You, Me, Sunday in the Cage. Pay-per-view Madison Square Garden. (laughs) I'm coming for you. You can bring your friends. You can bring your enemies. But the cream always rises to the top. Let me be dead ass with you, brother. You cross me in the ring. You're going down. And that's the bottom line because the Baswell said so. (laughs) I used to cut so many of those. That's so good. I used to cut so many of those. I know how to act. Yeah. But it was in my character. But my character was a lot more. You, You come to me. You come to me as your friend. You try to be friends with me and then you double cross me by attacking my tag team partner. Well, that's not going to fly with me. Because where I'm from, they get your face kicked in. <laughs> because I played a character that was from Boston. Yeah. Because I was the Boston bad boy, Joey Fiasco. Nice. So, And my tag team partner was Destin, Rancid Randy Phillips. <laughs> we created that shit in five minutes because he could not think of one. I was like, okay, let's go. Uh this no rotten randy phillips he's like i like that but mm, there's already we already worked with a tommy rotten yeah or johnny rotten i can't remember one of them's a punk singer one of them's a wrestler (laughs) no relation and i was like rancid randy phillips he's like you know what i like it because we were listening to fucking rancid on the way to sneed
0: yeah that is gonna conclude the black dahlia Thank God. Hell, I could almost turn this into three parts, but I'm not going to. I'm going to post this two-hour episode. And if anybody
1: saw my tweet about (laughs) this, I am so sorry. What'd you tweet? (laughs) When the first episode got uploaded, I'd shared it or retweeted it. And I was like, just like Elizabeth Short, this one's in two parts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to give a big, big shout out to the person that created this article, Morgan Korczak. She's the one that developed this website and truly was a lifesaver. This it hasn't been updated in like two years. She probably doesn't look at it anymore, but when she created this as her final project for her degree in biology and chemistry minor with a plan to go into forensics, whatever she was doing, she I, I trust her. She definitely helped so much by consolidating all of our information into one place.
1: Thank you, Morgan.
0: Yeah, that, that dev, what her, her work in creating this website helped a ton.
1: Yeah, because. A ton. Usually we go on a. I got to go
0: through six different fucking websites, Wikipedia's articles. I just watch YouTube videos. When you, and like the celebrity conspiracy, dude, I got to find some shit. Deep in the fucking internet. So this definitely helped a lot.
1: Rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. But thank you, Morgan. This was so beautifully
0: put together. Everything has a tab for it. It's chronological. You got a search
1: bar in case you see something that you don't recognize. Oh,
0: God. Everything you need to know. I can search the word butt right now.
1: And it'd probably show up Dr. Hodel. Nothing. But anyway. Because he's a butt. (laughs) But anyways. That is it. Let's do a shout out. Shout out to my girlfriend
0: what up kai
1: because she is an avid listener
0: super sweet girl
1: anytime an episode drops she's listening to it she dropped a five-star review on itunes we also have a five-star review from my son's aunt kaylee nice thank you kaylee and thank you kaylee yeah there's too many fucking kayleys i call her kai yeah, but we call her Kai because... My my
0: daughter's name's Kaylee.
1: Yeah, and my son's aunt's named Kaylee, but I call her my emotional support animal. <laughs> <laughs> That's her name in my phone. Uh, because when I first started talking to my girlfriend, I thought her name was Kailia, Because I'm a retarder. <laughs> but we want to give a shout out to... Everyone. Ag- again, have. James up in Michigan. Everyone. Devin. If you're
0: listening to this, shout out to you. We love you.
1: Hey, Brit Joe, thank you for calling me handsome.
0: Thank you for everyone listening. Uh, truly, we truly enjoy doing this.
1: Uh, thank you to the new listeners in uh, fucking Italy, Ukraine, Greece, Israel, Poland.
0: I don't think we have one in Poland. I think it was. Uh, let's look at this map real quick. Oh, we got some Portugal. We got some Germany, some Sweden. Some Ukraine, some Greece.
1: How many in Germany? One. If it's Anna, I'm (laughs) going to get mad.
0: (laughs) We got uh, some New York. Oh, we got New York. Some California, some Michigan.
1: They're going to get mad about all the Bostonian talk. Yeah, they can get the fuck over it. And you got good pizza.
0: We got a lot of very, very
1: diverse people. And our... On our analytics.
0: It's very interesting to see.
1: On our analytics, this map keeps lighting the fuck up. Yep. And we love you all for it.
0: Alabama's beating Michigan again.
1: Ooh, come on, Michigan. Bring (laughs) it back.
0: But yeah, we we do. We truly enjoy everything. Everything that y'all are doing. Everyone that's listening. Everyone that's rating us on iTunes. Five stars on iTunes is a big thing. You know, if you, wherever you just, wherever you listen to it, if you can rate it as a good thing, do that.
1: We love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Send us some love on the social medias. Yeah. Uh, We're on Twitter uh, at the Torn Page Pod.
0: If you want our personal Twitters, I am at lasersGG. I am at Joseph Baswell. Uh, if you go to the torn page twitter it's in the bio both of our twitters anyway yeah because
1: my last name is hard to spell
0: yeah uh we do have instagram as well we haven't really started posting on it yet but i did create it just to
1: have it i recently broke my phone and i'm on a shitty windows 95 kind of running phone so i can't run instagram on it without crashing it so i i personally will start uploading on the instagram as soon as i get a better phone yep because that is my job.
0: Uh, what else? The Patreon? We have we okay. did create it. I haven't really done anything with it. I Really, the main reason I created it was to make sure I got the name. Right. So I could get the Patreon.com slash the torn page.
1: Now, we are not expecting.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just, the only reason I went ahead and said something about it is because I want to get a mixer. I want to get better equipment. And it's going to be really a bitch to do
1: without help. And uh, whoever helps us get the equipment we need, your picture will be put on our wall. Yeah, that'd be cool. And the... There's no dick pics, please. Uh Uh If you want feet pics from Joseph, he will send them. I have not clipped my toenails in God knows how long. (laughs) One of my toenails is black. Same. Is that normal?
0: Uh, did you drop something on it? Probably. Yeah, I had a black toenail for about six years.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Every time I'd cut it, it'd be a little bit smaller. It's just blood under your toe.
1: Oh, okay. Word. Um, it's just dried up blood because blood is blue until it exposed oxygen. Yeah. Science. Um, where was I going? There's something important. Uh, the bet is still on, or the game is on. If you can guess my favorite number. By yep. donating it to Patreon, uh, there will be a surprise—a surprise episode where I do something. I would say by their choice, but people want me to do some fucked up shit on yeah, the air. I'm
0: not going to listen to you choke on a dick on the air.
1: Okay, for no. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, no. But I I will come up with something, or if you have any ideas that are just pg3 the, the, the pg13 you act like this podcast is pg13 well fuck shit god damn jesus Harold crossed oh. <laughs>
0: but with with patreon eventually i'll set up tiers and bonus content and stuff like that we just don't have the time right now uh to do that bonus content we're going to work on it though i think i do really think one of the things i want to do is have joseph free people bedtime stories
1: personalized
0: I, I want bedtime stories and if if you do subscribe uh, we'll put out a personalized thank you message to each person for each person and
1: I will get uncomfortably close to my microphone
0: yeah if you want him to put his mouth around the microphone also.
1: or I can go to the side and talk really loud
0: that didn't pick up at all <laughs>
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, all right uh, the, the 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 new thing that I want to start is uh the new listener dab. Let's hit it with it. Let's make it audible. <laughs> That's for you, new listeners. If you don't know what a dab is, you have the fucking internet. Obviously, you're listening to us.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, that is it. Just social medias. If you search the torn page on social medias, you'll find us. Uh, That's a really loud spike because he dropped his tablet. Let's get out of here. If
1: you search us on Google, torn page podcast will pop up. I think. No, we will. I searched it. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I'm. What's the outro? I'm conceited like that. Spay new to your pets. Yes. Chris mentioned something the other day about our outro, how we just say pet a dog and then the episode ends. <laughs> that was the point. Yeah. Spay new to your pets. Don't be a dick. Give somebody a hug. Help the homeless. Don't be a dick.
0: Vaccinate your kids.
1: Vaccinate your kids and pets. Wash your ass. Pet a dog.